Hola mi gente. The moment you've been waiting for is finally here. My brand new book, Financially Lit, is officially out. And I can't wait for you to get your copy. Inside this book, I'm bringing you culturally relevant and relatable personal finance advice that will allow you to finally feel seen, heard, and understood. Whether it's the guilt you feel from being the first person to make it while members of your family are still struggling, or the way that financial trauma manifests itself in negative and limiting beliefs around money, Financially Lit is here to guide you through it all. Just a few years ago, it was almost impossible to find personal finance books written for first-generation wealth-building Latinas. We have been forced to navigate the complicated world of money with a bunch of money books written by old white dudes who don't understand what it's like for us first-gen kids. But that stops right here, right now. Inside Financially Lit, you will learn how to set boundaries with your familia, with your dinero, create and pass on generational wealth, diversify and increase your income, protect yourself from financial abuse, navigate the complicated relationship between amor and dinero, invest like a white dude or better, and so much more. You can get your hard copy and audiobook version of Financially Lit at financiallylitbook.com and make sure to join our email list so you can find out when I'm stopping in a city near you for the Financially Lit book tour. See you soon. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I met my now husband. He had a business, an online business. I used to be so confused. I was like, babe, what are you doing with your life? Like, how are you making money online? Is that legal? Are you selling something illegal online? Should I be concerned? And he just looked at me as if I was crazy. Like, um, wait, so you have a blog where you have advertisements and you get paid when people click? Isn't that like a scam? You're listening to Yo Quiero Dinero, a personal finance podcast for the modern Latina. I'm your host, Janice Torres Rodriguez, personal finance expert, speaker, writer, and business coach. I teach women of color how to build wealth and gain financial independence through side hustles and investing. On this show, we're serving up POC-friendly personal finance knowledge, always with a side of sass. We're talking about how to make dinero, how to keep it, and how to make it grow. If you're ready to become poderosa with your dinero, you've come to the right place. Hola, mi gente. This is Janice, and you're listening to Yo Quiero Dinero, a personal finance podcast for the modern Latina. As you know, April is Side Hustle Enthusiasm Month. At least that's what I named it, but it's actually Financial Literacy Month, and we are celebrating all month long with side hustle and business content. Now, before we get into today's episode, I just want to remind you that the Side Hustle Summit is happening April 19th to the 24th, six days of virtual workshops featuring myself and five other amazing Latina entrepreneurs who are going to help you get your side hustle right. So if you don't already have your ticket, just head over to Side Hustle Summit 3. That's Side Hustle Summit, the number three, dot com, 
and grab your spot. This is going to be the last Side Hustle Summit, y'all. So if you missed one and two, don't miss the third and final episode. And for anybody who purchases their ticket, if you're listening to this in real time, by April 14th, you also get free access to the replays from the Side Hustle Summit too. So don't miss your chance to join us at this finale, the Side Hustle Summit 3. Grab your tickets at SideHustleSummit3.com. Now, for today's episode, we're going to be diving into how to use Pinterest to grow your business. As a blogger, Pinterest is foundational to the success that I have been able to achieve with my food blog. I get about 20% of my overall traffic from Pinterest, and at this rate, it's about close to a million people, I would say. Close to a million people that come to my food blog every year come from Pinterest. So if you've been wondering why Pinterest is such a big deal and why you should be paying attention to it, especially if you're a blogger, you need to listen to this episode. We're going to be talking to Eleni Frometa. She is an online marketing expert, author, podcast host, serial entrepreneur, and a conversion copywriter who has founded multiple online businesses from scratch. From blogs to online stores, she has done it all multiple times successfully, and now she teaches other entrepreneurs and online marketers how to leverage the power of email marketing and Pinterest to grow profitable businesses. I'm talking about like six and seven figure businesses, okay? I had to bring in the big guns for this conversation. And so I can't wait for you to hear this convo with Eleni Frometa. Before we hop into today's conversation, I want to remind you to follow us on social. If you're loving this podcast and you want more community, you want to find out more about our events and all the stuff that we have going on behind the scenes, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, and everywhere else you love to hang out on the internet. If you're loving this podcast, please take a moment to leave us a review if you listen to us on Apple. It's the easiest way to share our podcast with people that you know and love, and it helps us get discovered by amazing listeners like you. So take a moment, leave us a review, share us with your friends and family, subscribe so that you never miss an episode, and make sure to check out our blog, YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com, where you can sign up for our email list and you'll never miss an episode. Plus, you get exclusive invitations to our live events, special discounts for our digital courses, and as always, our best personal finance tips and advice to help you be poderosa with your dinero. Thanks for listening. Now, let's get into the episode. Eleni, welcome to the podcast. I'm really excited to talk to you about this mystery of Pinterest. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here today. You have no idea. Thank you so much. Absolutely. It's an absolute pleasure to have you. Why don't you start off with introducing yourself to the audience? Of course. So first thing, I am a mom, wife, author, podcast host, and last but not least, I am a Pinterest marketing specialist. I help my clients, my customers, students, my audience master the arts of Pinterest so that I can get organic traffic, leads, and also sales. Awesome. So I can't wait to get into Pinterest because I feel like it's the one social media, I guess, tool that I'm still trying to understand, like, what exactly goes viral on Pinterest? So before we get into all of that, why don't we talk a little bit about kind of your money story, why you got into creating this business, what your relationship was like with money? Like, where does that all come from? Yes, that's a good question. 
So when I grew up, my parents brought me here to the USA when I was just 11 years old. And our focus was not to create generational wealth. It was simply to survive, pay bills, and, you know, just survive. So I went to school, but I was never fully happy with our lifestyle. I knew there was something I was missing. And I had a lot of friends from different backgrounds, and they were always talking about their parents investing and businesses. And the more I heard about those stories, the more intrigued I became. Mm -hmm. So years passed. I went to high school, graduated, went to college. And the second I went to college, I met my now husband and he had a business, an online business. And I used to be so confused. I was like, babe, what are you doing with your life? Like, how are you making money online? Is that legal? Are you selling something illegal online? Should I be concerned? (laughs) And he just looked at me as if I was crazy. Like if I was the crazy one, I'm like, "Um, wait, so you have a blog where you have advertisements and you get paid when people click. Isn't that like a scam? <laughs> so we argued for for months about that until he finally taught me how to do it myself. And the rest kind of became history until I got banned from Facebook. I could no longer have a page. Oh, wow. Yes. My traffic came from Facebook, which is why you should never put all of your eggs in one basket, but it's a different story. So I was lost. I had no idea how I was going to get traffic to my website. And I was so depressed. I was going to college. We had a baby. And my focus was never fully on college. My focus was, A, my baby two, my husband, three, my business. And I felt that my business was just gone at that point. So I was depressed for months. Yeah, I can only imagine. Wait, how the heck do you get banned from Facebook? (laughs) I need to understand. Okay, so very good question. So the page that I used to have, it was for health and wellness. And my target market was the countries in Latin America, Spanish speakers that was. And apparently Facebook has some rules that you cannot break. But of course, back then I was so naive. I didn't even consider reading the rules. And we actually, this sounds so wrong. Oh my God. We actually (laughs) installed a plugin that auto-generates likes to the Facebook pages. And that's how I got banned from Facebook. (laughs) Well, it's good to know. I mean, I think, you know, people think about all types of strategies to get traffic and some of them just are not kosher. So this sounds like it was one of those. Avoid doing this if you don't want to get banned. (laughs) Read the rules. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I love the fact that you are also a blogger because I think there's so much like kind of misinformation about how that whole process works and like what actually 
drives traffic to your site. And so Pinterest for me as a blogger has been like huge. And so I'd love for you to talk a little bit about like why it's important to factor Pinterest into your marketing plan when you're starting a website. It is. So first and foremost, Pinterest is not a social media platform. It's actually a search engine. The difference is that the results are displayed in a very beautiful format with images, videos, GIFs or GIFs. So that's what makes it different from Google or Yahoo or any other search engine platform out there. Yeah. So when you decided now to focus on Pinterest because Facebook wasn't an option, like talk me through what that process was like. Yes. So I was in my little depressed hole scrolling on Instagram. I wasn't banned on Instagram, thank God. And I came across an advertisement. It was promoting a Pinterest masterclass. And I was bored. So I just clicked on it. I attended a masterclass and I learned a lot about Pinterest just from attending that one free masterclass. So I went on Pinterest. At the time, I was using it for personal stuff. Like I was creating boards to decorate my house, to cook a few desserts and just beautiful things, right? Mm -hmm. So I took that account and I converted my account into a business account, which is free to do 100%. And I learned how to optimize my profile, how to create my boards, what I wanted my brand to be about. I also learned how to create beautiful pins. But the most important thing that I learned was that when you create a blog post, creating one pin to that URL is not enough. You have to create multiple pins linking to the same URL so that you can get more exposure, more followers, more clicks. Mm, That's good to know. Yes. So what actually, or who inspired you to start your business in the marketing industry? I would say being broke got me into it (laughs) (laughs) because let's be real. When people are starting out, they don't really have the money or the knowledge to invest in marketing, you know, paid advertisements or a marketing agency to promote their business. So the fact that I could promote my business and my posts, my blog, by creating beautiful paints for free to Mm. send free traffic to my website was just beyond perfect for me. And especially because I didn't have time to be creating content 24-7 because A lot of marketing gurus out there tell you that you have to show up on LinkedIn, Google, Facebook, Instagram. You have to create content here and there. And for me, that was not an option. I was raising a newborn. I was going to college. Mm -hmm. So the fact that I could create one piece of content and create multiple pains linking to that content was life-changing for me. Yeah, that's such a good point. What I think... uh... Of all of the sources of traffic for my food blog, Pinterest is either number two or three consistently, and it just does its own thing. It's just out there sending people to your website, just like Google does. And I don't think enough people realize like the power of Pinterest being a search engine all on its own. 
Yes, exactly. Some people still think that Pinterest is just for recipes and to learn how to cook, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's way more than that. And I think anybody who's blogging about anything should take some time to really understand how Pinterest can be used to optimize your traffic. Exactly. And once you're on Pinterest and you learn how to analyze your own data and how to use that free data, by the way, to improve your pins and improve your keywords and your copy, your traffic is going to be exponential. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great point. So what are three things that you wish you knew about blogging and side hustling and this whole thing when you started? Yeah. So the first thing that I wish I would have known was that I actually had the option to monetize my blog from day one just by using Pinterest. So what I mean by that is that, as you know, I had that blog about health and wellness for Latin American people. If I would have known the power of Pinterest while I was running that, I would have focused on Pinterest over Facebook because you, you saw how easy it was to get banned from Facebook. Mm -hmm. That wouldn't have happened on Pinterest because I wouldn't have had the need to install a plugin to begin with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's the first thing. And the second thing is, I wish I would have known that I didn't need any money to start. You know, Pinterest is free and it's, free traffic and my audience was already there because Pinterest has a lot of people who are interested in health and wellness from all around the world. That's a great point. Yes. Anything else? Yes. The third and most important thing is that I wish I would have known that side hustles can be easily turned into full-time businesses and all you need is one thing, a proven automated system. And for me, that was Pinterest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because now you're not spending all of your time trying to get traffic to your site, right? Like the Pinterest is doing the work for you so then you can focus on creating the information that is going to serve your clients. Exactly. It's like having a team of employees that you don't have to pay. <laughs> yeah, that's such a good point. And it's a very interesting way to frame that. I've never thought of it like that, but it makes so much sense, right? Because we spend so much time on social media trying to get followers, trying to get people to care about what we're doing. And Pinterest really just takes it out of that whole process out of the equation. As long as you're creating compelling pins that make people want to find out more about your brand. Exactly. It's like having an, an unpaid intern 24-7. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about pins. Like what are some good rules of thumb to take into account when you're creating pins that are going to potentially go viral? Yes. So the first thing that Pinterest recommends is to create pins that are 1,000 pixels by 1,500 pixels. Those are the optimal pins. And also less is more. So just make sure that when you are creating your pins, you don't put too much on the pin itself. Like go easy with the words, make sure the fonts are readable and make sure that the pin is not dark. Mm -hmm. Pinterest loves light images and also make sure that your pins are not on the cool side with like with blue color. They love 
warm colors those go viral so stick to red orange yellow pink that really wow. stands out i did not know this i'm so glad we're talking I'm like, <laughs> wow so it's almost like the algorithm for Pinterest is like designed to mimic like what a human would love, right? They're trying to predict what people want. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online store shop phase to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com dinero, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com dinero now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com dinero. Yes, and I'm so glad you brought that up. They're actually always making changes to the algorithm. But at least for me, it has become so predictable already. Like, I already know what people like when it comes to the Pinterest users. Mm -hmm. So just use common sense, like make sure that the fonts that you use on your pins are not script. People can barely read that, you know? Mm-hmm. Even so, if it looks pretty, it's exactly not be the most useful. <laughs> pretty does not always tell. Yes. So, how has Pinterest impacted your business? I know you talked a little bit about the fact that, like, you really just don't have to focus any more energy on on traffic building. But is there anything else? Actually, Pinterest allowed me to create multiple six figure businesses from day one. I actually used to be, well, I still am a copywriter, but I used to take on one-on-one copywriting clients and I was able to promote that business using Pinterest because over 50% of Pinterest users are actually businesses, digital businesses. So every business needs copy. So it was the perfect goldmine to find clients. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Wow. That's, that's pretty awesome. All right. So I want to know, because, you know, as a Latina, as a business owner, as a woman, like we face a lot of different struggles, both internally and externally. So what are some money struggles that you faced as someone who is like building a business? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, such a good question. Thank you so much. My biggest problem was not building my business. It was not scaling it, growing it, making money. My issue was my own family, which actually still hurts because my own father used to get offended by the fact that I was making more money than my own husband. He used to tell me that my job was just to finish college and raise my daughter and then find a corporate job. And he raised me. He knows that a corporate job was never going to be my thing. He knows that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it was difficult. So I actually even brought that up in my book, the first book that I wrote. One time we went to Costco. I was getting out of the car. I was holding my daughter and I asked my husband, babe, do you bring Sophie's blanket? And my husband did not get the chance to answer the question. My father jumped in and said, "Um, aren't you the mom? That's your job. Oh, wow. The second he said that, I just, it just hurt me so much. You know, like the fact that women are still, being portrayed as just baby making machines Mm -hmm. that have to be dependent on their spouses. It's just a lot of BS, to be honest, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So this motivated you to write a book, right? Can you talk about that? Yes. So I wrote my book. It's called Empowered Affluence, and it's meant to empower women to build their own wealth, whether it's by working a corporate job or by launching their own businesses. I talk to them about how to kill it. I do it both. I also write about mindset. And unfortunately, I had to write about how to deal with being assaulted in the field, you know? Oh, wow. That's something that I actually can relate to. I wrote my own experience there. So those are things that women have to deal with, not only building businesses, but also working in the corporate job. Like you have to deal with being looked down at, underestimated, even assaulted by your male counterparts. Yeah, it's such a common story. And I think that's why it's so important for us who are in this space and are in the position to talk about the struggles that we are facing in building our businesses, we can continue to inspire people to understand that, yes, there are going to be struggles, but it's definitely worth, it's definitely worth pursuing, right? Because if we let society kind of control what we do and make us believe that we can only accomplish so much, we're never going to move forward. Exactly. And the one thing I've learned is that people love to talk about others but they only care about themselves. Society Mm. only cares about itself. So yes, we're going to talk, but don't take it personal. You do your own thing. They are not even going to notice. So just Mm -hmm. if you want to go after that career path, go chase it. You want to create that business, just get started. Yeah. Who cares, you know? Absolutely. 
So I'm curious because you mentioned before that your dad knew that the nine to five corporate life was never for you. How did you know that? Like, what is it about your personality that told you this is not what I want to do? And like, how did you embrace that aspect of yourself? Oh, God, such a good question. I realized that when I was actually 12 years old, we went to Victoria's Secret for Christmas <laughs> and they used to sell makeup at the time, not anymore. And I found this beautiful pink matte lipstick and I showed my mom and I said, mommy, I want this lipstick. And she took it, but then he took it back and he put it back and he said, no, you have to work for it. Mm. I was 12 years old and in New York, you had to be at least 13 to work a summer job. So the only thing I could come up with was to create my own business. So what I did was I took my mom's perfume from her dresser and I sold it to her. <laughs> did she buy it? Yes. <laughs> she, used to have, she used to have a lot of Avon catalogs. Mm -hmm. So I took white paper and I drew the perfume. I took her bottle first. Then I drew the perfume and I said, Mommy, do you want it back? You have to pay for it. <laughs> Luckily, she paid for it. That's hilarious. And ever since that day, I was like, I just have that in me, that entrepreneurial drive. And my father too, actually, he has been launching businesses since I was 13 years old. Mm -hmm. So in a way, I take after him, even though he's a bit misogynistic, but mm. I do take after him in a way. Well, I'm glad that you did not conform to what you thought society might expect of you because- I think we need so many more women in the space of entrepreneurship. And I'm curious, like what your thoughts are on why women should think about pursuing entrepreneurship, maybe not even like full-time, but even as a side hustle, like, why do you think it's important for us to do this? Well, first thing is you even, you always talk about creating generational wealth and it's important for women to focus on that, launching businesses, creating side hustles, because so many of us are already underpaid, overworked. We have to fight for basic, basic rights. We mm -hmm. have to fight for, we have to fight twice as hard as any other man just to get half as far. And it sounds cliched, but this whole issue is already a cliche and we're <laughs> still dealing with it, you know? Yeah. And that is the best way to make your own money and live under your own rules and do what you want as you profit from it. Amen to that. Yes. I'm all about that. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so I'm curious, what does financial self-care mean to you? Ah, such a good question. Financial self-care means saying no to things that involve wasting money so that we can prioritize our financial stability and most importantly, our mental health. Mm. And I actually wrote about this once. I had to prioritize my financial self-care by getting rid of some toxic friendships who were encouraging me to go out 
and spend money that I didn't have only because that was their way of socializing and being friends, you know? Mm-hmm. And when you're trying to pay off debt or build wealth, you have to choose your friendships right. You cannot choose money drainers. To me, that was the most important thing at the time. So I had to let go of many of my friendships to build my wealth. Yeah, that's such a good point. Uh, there's so much that your environment and the people around you can influence. And it can definitely be hard to end those types of relationships or just distance yourself in a way that's healthy. So like, what advice would you give to people who maybe are thinking, you know, the people that are around them are not serving them? How did you manage that like emotionally? Well, at least for me, that was very simple. At least women struggle saying the word no. And some women tend to not be aware of the fact that no is a full sentence. We feel the need to give explanations. And those friendships, they knew my struggle. We were friends. They knew that I was trying to graduate college. They knew that I barely had time for myself. They knew that I barely had money to even buy a drink in the corner store. So mm-hmm. that pressure is not worth it. Yeah. So I all that. I did was I, it sounds wrong, but I ghosted them and they never came back. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? You got to do what you got to do. And obviously if they didn't come looking for you. Maybe the relationship was just not that important to begin with. Exactly. And I found out by prioritizing my financial self-care. Mm-hmm. Love that message. So what advice would you give to someone who's ready to start their side hustle or launch an entrepreneurial dream, but just doesn't know where to start? Two words, do it. (laughs) It doesn't matter if you don't have any money or if you don't have any knowledge. Google is free. Google Mm -hmm. is your friend. Google is there and it is not going away anytime soon. So if you cannot afford to hire someone, if you cannot afford to invest in a training or program, just Google things and put the pieces together. If you fail, who cares? Failure is only lessons. Take those lessons and improve yourself. Improve your business. Work on your mindset. Trust me, I promise you will get there. Just do it. Yes, I cannot emphasize that enough. We get so caught up in our heads about trying to make everything perfect. Oh, I need to decide the colors and the logo and the this and the that. And it's like, none of that stuff is set in stone. Exactly. It can always change. But what cannot change is you just deciding that you're just going to keep using these things as excuses for not starting. Exactly. Excuses are for losers. We don't do that. (laughs) We don't do that. (laughs) Awesome. Eleni, what is your money mantra? Ooh, that is we all have the ability to make money appear out of thin air. It is our birthright. Mm, Talk about that. I love that message. Yes, that means that all of us, we are born with the ability to make money, to make it appear out of thin air by creating businesses or by increasing our affluence, by killing it as a corporate professional. The choice is yours, but it is your decision to put yourself out there and decide 
that that is your birthright and that you deserve to make as much money as you want because like I said twice already, it is your birthright. If you want to make money up here out of thin air, make it. Create a business. Do it. Get started. If you're broke, that's cool. Go on Google. Get free knowledge. <laughs> yes, there's no reason for you not to be able to learn everything and anything between YouTube and Google, y'all. There is a video yeah. or a post <laughs> about everything, okay? And podcasts. Yes. Speaking of podcasts, so you have one. Can you talk a little bit about that and what the topic is that you talk about? Yes. So my podcast is called Online Marketing Simplified. It's all about having the right mindset as an entrepreneur to launch or scale your businesses. It's also about updated marketing strategies that actually work. Hmm. And I also have amazing guests who come on the show and share their knowledge also give away amazing free advice and we literally take you step by step. I love that. Eleni, this has been an amazing conversation. And for folks that want to find out more about you, follow you on social, where can we find you? Yes. Awesome. So my Instagram is just Eleni Frometa. You can also find me at elenifromeda.com. And if you really are interested and eager to learn about Pinterest marketing, I do have a free masterclass and that is elenifromeda.com forward slash Pinterest training. Eleni, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge. I feel like Pinterest is this thing that I've been neglecting, but I know it's so important. And I think this conversation with you was just what I needed to get my ish together and get it popping on Pinterest. I <laughs> from the universe. <laughs> it was. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. As an online business owner, it's so important to know where your energy is best spent. And I don't think that enough of us are looking at the substantially untapped social resource that is Pinterest. There are over 200 million monthly Pinterest users worldwide, all seeking and sharing helpful, inspiring ideas on the platform. Using Pinterest for business is perfect for showcasing your products and services and Pinterest is also a information source for so many people who are preparing to make purchases. With 40% of Pinterest users having a household income of $100,000 or more, there is a huge audience of people with a lot of money who are just waiting to be introduced to your business. So if you've been on the sidelines about Pinterest up until this point and you are a content creator, a blogger, or someone who's just trying to sell something to somebody, you might want to start thinking about using Pinterest, y'all. So I hope you'll join me at the Side Hustle Summit 3 if you are still looking for inspiration or motivation to start a side hustle. You definitely want to join us at this event. Get your ticket at SideHustleSummit3.com. And until next time, stay curious, stay thrifty, Stay entrepreneurial and stay poderosa.
Yo Quiero Dinero podcast and associated entities. All information provided is for general information purposes only and does not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Listeners should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. We assume no responsibility for information contained on this podcast and associated entities and disclaim all liability with respect to such information, including but not limited to any liability for errors, inaccuracies, omissions, or misleading or defamatory statements. Usage of this podcast and associated contents constitutes an explicit understanding and acceptance of the terms of this disclaimer. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.